Introspective, we seek opinions that's often neglected. But here it's respected, our style eclectic. If it makes sense, then we accept it. Can't reject it, it just adds depth to our perspective. Perspective. Welcome back, beautiful people. This is your co host, Vontae Swank. You're now tuned in to another episode of Perspective Junkie. Junkies. On this episode, we are joined by a special guest. Her name is Ben Two. We talked about the latest monkeypox situation and is the country handling this correctly? We also talked about how our U.S. tax dollars are being used over in Ukraine and should Joe Biden be doing that with our money? And lastly, we talked about 21 Savage tweeting, put the guns down. Is this a hypocrisy? Do we want the good coming from somebody who's been rapping bad? Gave our perspectives on that. So we had a super great episode. Please show us love on all the platforms but most importantly enjoy the show hello ladies and gentlemen this is c swank aka cody Ocrates, aka cody knows best and i am joined by my co-host let you guys introduce yourselves what's that actually uh back for another great conversation hey it's your boy vante swank i'm out of retirement the mic is back hot we, we back lit let's get it yeah, he's been going for too long. We are joined by a guest. She joined us the last time we were doing the Instagram live debates. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Bintu. Anything else y'all want me to say? Yeah, we did. We usually do. 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 I don't know what to say. Hi, guys. My name is Bintu. I'm excited to be here with you guys today. I'm in New York, the main character of America. But Oh. Yeah. See, that's a good detail. Now that we know you from New York, this changes the whole yeah. episode right here. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into my New York jokes right now. I got a beat bag in New York that I could get into. But we're going to our first issue. Um, this is something that's been going on or being spoken about recently. Uh, the monkeypox, the rise of the monkeypox disease. Uh, you know, a lot of people are getting not not a lot of people, but you know, some people are getting uh, going through a situation where they've been infected by that disease. It started from you know the research that I've done in in Spain, and it's kind of spread to America recently. So we just want to get you guys take on it. Um, the first question I have for our guest is: based on the information you have, do you feel like America should be gearing up for another shutdown, especially in New York? Well, I'll say, I think we should be gearing up or at least preparing and educating people. I think we're making a similar mistake again and having people just be uneducated. I feel like that should be the first thing. Like, if you ain't got the resources and the tools, that's one thing. But at least try to, like, get the word out. Like, hey, if you do this, right, might make you a little bit better off. Or if you, you slow down on that, might be a little bit better off. But the fact that we kind of, like, working blindly through it and, like, Oh, uh, we can get a vaccine out certain people, but yeah, that's all we got really for y'all. Like, I feel like it's kind of setting us up for failure again because we can get a, ahead of the curve. I feel like, and just kind of like, I don't like that they always like make these big headlines of we're in a state of emergency, state of emergency. Like, what does that really mean if we're not getting extra supplies or extra information on what to do next? And so, I mean, hey, you're an anti-vaxxer though, so what you think? Uh, yeah, it's funny you say that. I, I wouldn't just go as an anti-vaxxer. I am, uh, 
critical or skeptical if the information doesn't seem logical in any other time period. If it's just something that you just have to accept without any evidence of it, it becomes something that you have to question. But in this situation, uh, my biggest thing is when I looked at the CDC page, the, the ways that they say to fight the disease to me would be the ways that you fight an STD, not a not an air disease that can be caught like like the common cold or something of that nature, which makes me skeptical. I'm like, that's interesting because with uh, the recent epidemic that we had, I don't ever remember them saying, you know, you can avoid it through no sex. It was just avoided through like you shouldn't be in close proximity to people. Right. So for this one to be commenting on that while also saying that it is a worldwide issue that we should all worry about. To me, I think it's the merging of a political or a social ideology that doesn't, you know, is, is, is pushing tolerance and, uh, you know, uh, any type of lifestyle is okay is, or equal. And that's kind of getting merged with the slight disease, the slight issue that is, that is uh, monkeypox. So what I mean by that is that because people would never go and say, hey, this is primarily a sexual uh, transmitted disease. And the only thing you can do to stop doing it is stop rocking out, stop getting engaging in that act. They'd rather say, oh, we got to. Hey, it's an emergency. Everybody get ready. And just like you said, why do we not have any medicine or what is the steps? Because the steps are too obvious, too easy. If we say it out loud, like, hey, stop having raw sex. It'd be like, ooh. What are you saying? Why? Why is it? And then if it's uh, concentrated in uh, what's called uh, homosexual relationships, and it's like, oh, are you trying to have a negative stigma on the uh, the, the gay population? I'm like, no, not really. It's just that the statistics suggest that this isn't a what is it, an air disease? I don't know the word. Airborne. Airborne disease. It's not just something you just oh, you guys are hooping and you you know you or you touch the doorknob and someone sneezes. I'm like, I think it's it's obvious that it's not that, and people are trying to you know. It's just a lot of people are nervous to, to speak on things of that nature. But what would you say, Thomas? I my biggest thing, right, is kind of the same along the same lines that this isn't a disease that doesn't seem like right that it is uh, something that is transmitted by just being in close contact with somebody. Like you could have it next to me, and as long as I don't touch you, right, as long as we're not making contact with each other skin to skin, then then we're okay. That's what it seems like. And because of that reason, and also because of the fact that it doesn't seem like anybody's really dying with this disease, right? Mm-hmm. That's the question mark. All right, right? Yeah. So nobody's dying about it. So in, in my opinion, if 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 it doesn't if we don't see the consequence of, of deaths or uh widespread deaths, there's no reason to call for a state emergency. Now, what I will say though is that I think there's a little bit more that we can do from a health perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, nationwide, globally, to make sure that people are staying clean, bro. Like, there is honestly, in a week, I can go out four times, right, and go to the bathroom, use a public restroom, right, and I'll see probably six or seven people who don't wash their hands after they walk out of the bathroom, right? Hmm. It's a little dirty, bro. So thinking about <laughs> if you're not, if you're not, if you're not washing hands, this is it's like this is a small, it's a small. Uh, example, but it permeates on a larger scale, right? If you're not washing your hands in the bathroom, what are you doing, especially right, that, that's not clean, right? That is actually transmitting uh, bacteria from person to person. Uh, I think that we can do a little bit better job from an overall health perspective, like letting people know or like forcing people, mandating people. We mandated people to wear masks, we mandated people to uh, stay six feet apart, right? We mandated people to stay inside their homes. 
I can't commend somebody to wash their hands when they leave the bathroom. I can't commend <laughs> somebody to make sure they wash their hands every day, right? Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a weird concept, but it's got to be so execution. Execution. So, uh, if, if someone was to mandate me washing of hands, cleaning of ass, what would be the like we feasible methods? Communal showers. Communal showers. You, in, you got a shower. All right. All right. What's, what's our guest? What's your opinion on the situation? I face that communal showers is I don't like the idea of using showers that multiple people have used. Yeah, that just um, grossed me out. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> gross. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I do think that it is interesting to see how COVID was handled in terms of the mandates that like went into effect. Where it was like, if you don't do this, that, and a third, this is the consequence. Or even like, you know, having people shut down versus monkeypox. I don't think that it's economically feasible to have a shutdown. I think people are just too excited at the idea of free money. Like, relax. No money is really free. They don't get that back in blood. But (laughs) um, I I think we live in a really sad time when Mm. telling somebody that they should wrap it up when they have when having sex or have abstinence amongst a disease is a negative thing to say Mm -hmm. like i feel like if we have not learned anything from the last 40 years and all the different things and epidemics that we've gone through that should not be the most controversial thing to say and i think it does go back to the idea of not just tolerance but a very like sexual culture that we have that logic and rhyme goes out the window. Like one of the requirements to get the vaccine is to have multiple sex, like if you have multiple sexual partners. So it's like, that to me is is very interesting in itself. Um, I'm not anti-vaccine. I think that people should have the choice. I think that people should have um, discernment in making decisions in that nature of whether they want to do something or not do something and that there shouldn't be like, crazed repercussions like there have there shouldn't have been a mass of people who lost their jobs only for the cdc to turn back around and be like oh oh, jokes like psych you know well hell they call that anti anti vex hey we got the same opinion (laughs) that's what i'm trying to say they make it like uh people crack jokes and i get it It's it's a it's a general it's a general joke that i think that people say and they they think like oh i'm significantly different in those people, I'm like, you know, not really. My stance is that it's not bad if you go for it. I don't think there's overwhelming evidence that suggests everybody should be mandated to go. And I don't think there's overwhelming evidence that people should be punished if they don't. And that idea in and of itself has been uh, interpreted as that you're anti that. I find it funny because I believe there's a large amount of information that will come out within the next 10 years that suggests, yeah, it was, it was the wrong move, not a I'm not on the fence. Oh, I think we, I'm like, no, it was the wrong move. I think being in the South, an area where that we were a little bit quicker to open back up, not a lot of bit quicker to open back up. And we were just, we got to get back in regular life. I think it is a, uh, what's the word? It's like, it buffers us from really knowing the ramifications that this had on the world and that on the country. There's more areas with more uh, liberal leaders that truly enforced the shutdowns, truly enforced yeah. the curfews, Truly, for yeah, New York, for example, was an example of a, a state, and you can speak on that. That that was more strict with enforcement, and I think those people understand what the hell that that's crazy. We can't do it, but because in Georgia, you know, how we shut that down damn near two years ago. People were like, oh, we ain't do enough, and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. You guys are interpreting this problem 
that clearly didn't work as we didn't do enough. The people who shut down for at least a few months before they did do it. I'm like, I, I, I don't come to the same conclusion from what I saw. I think that people enjoy being out. A lot of people miss seeing their grandma and loved ones for holidays because they were scared. I think you made a significant sacrifice that has never been done in, in the history of mankind damn near. I don't know of any historical plagues that stopped people from going out for years. I think it's people are underestimating what was done to do that. But, you know, yeah, and, and I, I wanted to ask also, you a question. Oh, sorry. I think it's also interesting to point out because I know you mentioned how a lot of the requirements for, for this particular strand of um, monkeypox resemble that of an STD. If you kind of look at what monkeypox does to the body, minus the whole, like, it isn't known to be, like, have a high mortality rate. Like, it's one of those things that you, like, get and you get treatment, whatever the case may be. It almost reminds me of syphilis in an mm. interesting way, which is another STD. Yeah. Um, even though monkeypox technically isn't an STD because of the fact that you could get it from sharing like linen with somebody. But then again, if I'm sleeping in the bed with you, <laughs> it, it, it's a lot going on. But right. Right. <laughs> right. yeah, you're, but, you're saying the right questions. That's what I'm thinking. I do want to ask right. is like, do y'all feel like it's for like, in a sense, rewarding that behavior of promiscuity, like with, we, we're already in like a hypersexual kind of time. And so the fact that only hypersexual people can get this protection, is that like, yeah, I feel like that's the right move in this time. Or like, should we be trying to get it to, you know, anybody else before before we get to them? Like, you know what I'm saying? I've got a very controversial response. You got a controversial response on that? Um, I don't. From my point of view, it doesn't seem like it's a big enough deal yet to everybody mm-hmm. to where people are going to try to get fake vaccination cards like where right. they want to fake like they have multiple sexual partners, right? So they can go get these vaccines. Right. Right. So I don't see it being an issue right now in this moment. Now it could be down the line where it's like, nah, I'm a virgin, but I still want to make sure I get vaxxed. Right. Now if it's still at that point regulated to only people with hypersexuality running through their veins, then we may need to need to rethink it. But right okay. now it's the issue. I, I read articles that as high as 90 to 94 percent of the people who have been infected were engaging in some type of sex party orgy. They got it through sexual contact. My conclusion, I'm like, I don't think it's really just hypersexual. I think it's a lot of people that's having a lot of sex right now. That like, they're like, we're not targeting that. It's the group that is most, most likely to engage in, in sexual parties, stuff like that. And the reason that is like that in, I would say, we'll say the gay community. The reason I believe that is because you don't have the consequence of pregnancies. So it's like, if you don't have no, if you don't have the the, the consequence of pregnancy, there's too many. You know, we just, just imagine our sex drive. If you weren't courting with a woman and you, you're engaging in a lot of more just free love, we just chilling. We just rock out wherever the group, you know what I'm saying? In that regard, I think you can have higher partners. You still, you still need, like, it's, it's going to be different than a heterosexual person who's engaging in, in frivolous activity. You're more inclined to see the effects of this activity, you're going to have a baby likely if you continue doing it. If you don't, then you do, you can be more free. You can just get down how you want to. When they say the vaccines are limited to people like that, again, this is coding to me that I think scares people. I'm like, okay, so why wouldn't men that are just hypersexual, they sleep with a whole bunch of women, why wouldn't strippers, why, why wouldn't they just be like, oh, I got to go do it? 
because it's not necessarily just people that's has it's a certain I'm like and the fact that you're trying to ignore that it's like it, it comes off as dishonest it comes off as though you are not painting the disease accurately in the same way I feel of the the COVID thing I'm like the difference with that and you know people have I don't think it is it was as deadly for people below a certain age and within a certain level of health as it was made to seem. And if you still conclude at this point that, oh, it was a deadly, like it was killing or is is much worse than common colds, I'm like, I don't know what you would need to see to be like, eh. because I know about every person I know has, has, has experienced it at one point. And I don't think very many people, especially in the younger age bracket, we're saying that they felt like they were close or teetering towards death. Maybe a sense of smell loss, uh, you know, some, some, some feeling a little woozy, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm like, it's like people are not willing to just separate suffering from near death, cataclysmic, shut down the world type activity. It's a, it's got to be a line between the two. And I'm like, I just don't see people differentiating it. So blame the gays and keep it open. <laughs> wow. That, that was a, a statement. <laughs> but Benton, did you feel like the temperature has changed in New York ever since they have kind of like made it a state of emergency? Did Are they doing anything differently up there? Do I think what has changed? Like, I, I'm pretty sure New York was one of the few states that has called like a state of emergency about it. Do you feel like things have changed, like the actions out there, like they're trying to do something different because of that? Um, They have like, they said that they had like a million, maybe I'm exaggerating that number. It was like a, a really high, it might've been a million, like a really mm-hmm. high number of um, vaccines coming in. But within the fr- like the first two days, they were all booked. Like people had gotten them. So I, so p- somebody's getting them, Okay. Um, but there are certain requirements you have to meet to get them. But so I know that they're doing that in terms of like shutting down and things of that nature. No. None of that has happened. I mean, we called the funny thing about it is I feel like when it came to COVID, New York waited to call a state of emergency until we were well into the like thousand, like you know what I mean, like ten thousand people right. getting COVID, or not even ten thousand people getting COVID, like ten thousand people dying and like hundreds of thousands getting COVID, like just a, a crazy number. Whereas with monkeypox, I think we called a state of state of emergency at twelve hundred people having it. And I think right now, 1,800 people have it, which sounds like a big number, but New York is home to over 9 million people. Right. So, so to put that in perspective with people, is that 1%? Is that even 1%? Yeah, it's less than 1%. It's a hypersensitivity. And I, I just want people to know, I know it's going to sound bad, like, but really think about this guy. Like, just uh, you have to think as though you're a policymaker or a person in charge or authority before you critique the upper, the higher ups. I'm like, if you're the, the the governor, the state mayor, it's you know, the politician that is in control of the organizations in your state, what would be the baseline amount of uh, injury or sickness or virus and the severity of it before you shut down? For me, in, if, in any state, I'm like, it has to be getting close to at least 10%. I'm like, if even if 1% of people got in almost any disease, like, I don't got know. Got it or died? Got it. Okay. I'm like, before that, and then what, if it's not a deadly disease, then damn near impossible for me to be like, yeah, it's time for us to shut. It's just it has to be such a strong concern or strong risk to the general public before you're like, oh, we shutting it down. I think people are just casually throwing it out. Like, I'm like, really? Like, 
that you just don't see any ramifications, any consequences right. from us stopping people from. I, I think of it as somewhat it's economically elitist to a certain degree. People yeah. who have better, more comfortable jobs, you're more inclined to have someone that pays you off. Yeah, if you work from home or you got a tech job, something that you are. I'm like, it's a lot of people. I'm like, you just took their check and can't make money. You're, you're not factoring in the social interactions that people need to stay healthy, not get depressed, not be suicidal. Some people, they, they enforce the gyms were closed. So people get, they gain weight. I'm like, the kids can't get uh, social interaction. They have, uh, they get behind on reading and math skills. I'm like, these are large consequences for a, I think, a uh, overreaction to almost any type of disease. Or I'm like, you know, it, it just seems like it's it, it's it's a fearful nation. Like uh, you said this about hypersexuality and all that. I'm, I, I've concluded that the less spiritual, the less aligned with some type of belief in God, the majority of the public is, the more every little thing that we would have assumed as wisdom has to be explained. So but that's my thing. Like, I don't think we're a fearful country. I think we're selfish because in theory, it should be easier to have one committed sexual partner than to shut down a whole nation. But yet we right. run to shutting down a whole nation before taking the simple steps to stop something from being an epidemic. We wanted to shut down for six months. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like there's, I don't know. And you're going on the sexual thing. I'm going on diseases in general on the reaction. The reason I say fearful is because it ha- it takes a lot of adult men and a lot of adult women to say, regardless of what I see, I feel as though I'm, I'm, I'm so fearful for the world or the stakes of, of how everything will play out or how I will be perceived if one person is infected or if one person passes away from this, that I am willing to just just board up everybody stay in the house it's a that mindset is is odd it's not a it's one thing if you're like hey we we just want to get a quick vaccine and, and mandate that for everybody that's i get it it's a little proactive to me but i'm like we did the decision to literally let's hold everybody up y'all get in your house and just sit down i'm like it is a it's an odd it's an odd solution to almost any problem to me like it doesn't it's not a person has to live a person has to move a person has to keep Finding some type of income, some type of purpose. I'm like, I, I think it's bigger than what people take. I'm like, and I wouldn't just say selfish because I'm like, I think within the group of people that act as though they accept it, there's many people that question it, didn't like this, wasn't fun. You're not selfish. You're selfish. You just stand up and say, no, nah, this is, you know, this is dumb. Like, I want to go out. There's a lot of people that we could say, the government could say there's a boogeyman outside. Everybody come in at 11 o'clock. And I'm like, it's like 60% of people that would be like, all right, I'm coming in. For me personally, I would need to see some pictures of the boogeyman, a couple of people who quoted, hey, the boogeyman tried to fight me, you know, maybe a documentary on the boogeyman. And I'm like, you know what? There might be a boogeyman out here. Right. It can't just be the words and no observation, no statistics. I'm like, oh, that's, what are we, nine? Like, we, we, this is teenagers. Like, these are things that you do when you have, you're overwhelmed by fear and, and things that are, I just, I just don't, I can't relate to that mindset. Sort of thing. But y'all have any closing before we go to the next one? I mean, I think it's also a testament to the world being somewhat damaged. Like we we just came off of something that now has shifted what we consider our new normal. That's the new word for it, right? And so I think they think it's normal to just shut things down and come back later. Like it's not that normal. And I think we kind of we're shallow in the same sense because I think people are just as fearful as they were of COVID. But because they don't want the bumps, they like... I'm staying in for, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we're shallow 
or just scared because of what we had to endure in order to get through COVID. So that's not that closing for that. I don't think we've done a true retrospective. I don't think everyone has done a true retrospective and look back to the things that we did right and the things that we did wrong on the large scale and then on the individuals as well. And I think that is throwing a lot of fear into people's minds too with this. If you don't know what you did wrong in the past, you're damn sure probably going to do something wrong in the future too as we go throughout this one. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the second question that we have for today is uh, related to President Biden pledging to send $4.7 billion to Ukraine. First, want to get our guest's opinion on that action. And second, ask you a question. Should people have a choice in what your taxes go towards? So if you have taxes and I mean, you're paying your taxes, should you have a choice in, oh, I want this amount to go towards military, this amount to go towards education, et cetera, et cetera? Um, okay. First and foremost, I think... It is a mess that he's sending $4.7 billion there. But we paying $7 for gas. He's mm. not nullifying any student loans whatsoever. Like, at mm. this point, it's like, don't run again. <laughs> don't run again. Don't. Because, don't. <laughs> because I don't understand. Like, how are you taking care of that country's people better than your own country? at that why and then for your second question i absolutely i feel like if you had asked me before this i i would have been like you know it just makes sense this way that we know that our taxes go towards certain things like it goes to education and the military whatever the case may be no now i, I want to audit the irs hmm. i want to know where my that's powerful is going. <laughs> i want to be able to choose where my money is going because how you're not gonna send my money to ukraine in this economy you're sending my money to another country, another first world country. <laughs> it cannot happen. Like, go forbid to fiacqua. Like, I, uh, when I think about that, it just actually grinds my gears. Like, it makes me upset. $4.7 billion. And it's, money, right? it's the fact that it's a lot of money, one, but it's the fact that it's not the first time he sent billions of dollars to that country. They losing, bro. They losing. How I don't, I don't know what you expect. Like Russia 10, is the right? size of Asia. They, they, they lost. Start strategizing now. I could feel your passion oozing through right now. It's, right. It's, and I feel it too, because that's my money in there. Like, what you doing with that? So what's your stance, Monty? All right. So my stance is, for one, Joe, he don't even know what he's doing. I don't even think it's Joe. Like, I, I, at the end of the day, they got him tucked away in a nursing home, and he comes show his face every now and then. So for two, I'm just going to blame America. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, it's kind of like a slap in the face, kind of like while we are like how she mentioned, like we're in a a weird spot in our economy. We are paying crazy amounts. Inflation is going up. That's not where we need the bread at right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we could be getting better things for our economy, canceling the student debt. Like we already realized how much that can do to boost our economy and boost the housing market because, you know, millennials are able to buy houses because they don't have this big chunk of student debt that they set everybody up for. Like we're slowing our, our process down to try to go play hero again. And in the grand scheme of a thing, I don't even think we're really playing hero. I think we got some type of scheme going on that we getting something from Ukraine that we don't want to lose. And that's the real reason. I don't think we, I don't think they care that much about anybody. I think they really have some other money flowing through there that ain't going to never see America or at least, see the regular people of America is going to hit the government and they're going to spend it where they want to spend it again. So 
that's where my, my thought process on it, I think is senile and, and kind of reckless, but you know, you Mr. America. So what you think? First, let's get, let's get Tom, let's get Thomas's take on it first. All right. So imagine this, you are married, you have a family and you have uh, two children, right? Uh, I think we can switch the charger. Right there if you, want to, the charger there. you have two children and a home that is one month behind on mortgage, two months behind on mortgage. We'll say, right. Uh, it's a Friday. Uh, you, you walk into your boss's office, you get your paycheck, you get to your car, turn it on, you drive to the gas station, you go into the gas station to go get gas. I say, I want $50 on pump 10, right? As you walk out of the gas station, there is a person next to the door with a sign that says, I lost my dog, need money to get my dog. So you spark up a conversation and they tell you the situation about how their dog got stolen from them because they're homeless, right? They live on the side of the street. Um, and the, the pet enforcement took their dog from them, right? And they need they need $2,200 to get their dog back, right? And you're like, man, that's a sad story. I really love dogs. They're very strategic for me. Like, I, they're so close to my heart. Mm-hmm. And you give your $2,200 to this person at the gas station, right? While you are, what, two months behind on your mortgage, right? right. You got a family at home, two kids that they're about to go back to school. They don't have school supplies, right? right. But you gave away your paycheck to this random person. You know who you hope is about to go get their dog, right? right? But you don't really know because dog's close to your heart. I strongly feel like this is the exact situation that we're in right now. We have $4.7 billion that the government, the IRS work very hard just to take from its citizens, right? And instead of using it, not even for themselves, to buy their own homes or to help themselves out individually, they give it to a country that is known as being strategic, but honestly provides not much real value to us economically, socially, politically, or whatever you want to call it. Can I add a layer to that story? Please do add a layer to the story. Bro. I feel like it's almost like that homeless person was like, yo, I got this dog that I lost, but it could make us bread. <laughs> <laughs> you like, for real? <laughs> Let me go. Let me go help you cop this dog too, so we can both get some bread off of it. And like the dog is coming back lengthy, like a like, yeah. wait, like, this the dog that was supposed to make us bread? Like it's that type of bad. Like you thought he was gonna get bread back from this. It, you losing it. You losing it. You got to put this dog down, bro. You got to put this dog down. I think okay. So my stance on it. First off, I believe the decision is so blatantly and obviously misguided mm-hmm. and silly. And we got to add it to the list of questionable calls uh, Mr. Biden no, has made during this no, presidency. Cody, I know what you're trying to do. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me say it. We got to add this to the list of why. What was the reasoning? What was the justification? And to me, I like to speak specifically to my African-American community. And I say, we need to remember this. Because I talk to my peers and the, the energy given that, that last election was anything is better than Trump. And I made the statement, I was like, ah, this guy's kind of senile. I don't, I actually don't think he'd be very good in that position. I think there's not everything is better. I think, you know, you got a guy that's kind of strong, a little bit competent in business and money. And this is, we need to see this and be like, hmm. Donald Trump, he might have what? I tell you this, he would have did better than this. 
Let's put that on the record. Would from, you rather, from would you rather dollars that, lost or lives lost? You said what? Would you rather dollars lost? I don't think he would have did. He wouldn't have lost none of that. It would not. They would. I don't even think this situation would occur. Because he, he cool with Putin, man. He cool with Putin. You said what? Is he cool If he had to make a call and say, hey, make sure you don't do that. Let's just say I, I think that Putin would have listened. At what point do we have? We're two years in. She like she just said, he did not he did not know he did he nullify no uh college debt that we are in serious inflation. During the inflationary period, we sent four point seven billion to a to a foreign nation. We've sent over four point seven billion. Over four point seven billion. And I just say I always ask my brothers and sisters, I just want to know, you know, even my guests, at what point will you say, Okay, yeah, that was kind of, or is it all we just gonna ride to to he just take us through the mud and you're like at what point can you say, yeah, it actually, this is worse. This is worse. I, I've been new, but I just want to know, it, y'all still question me. Y'all still like, nah, I can't, I don't want to, Cody is not, I'm like, yeah, guys. Okay, Cody, this is the thing. It's nuanced because of the fact that there are some things that went down the way they did because of the repercussions of the Trump era. Like, for okay. example, mm, us having three Republican Supreme Court justices that were who were sworn in was because they were chosen during the time of the Trump. Like things like that have real life repercussions because offices like that are for life. Okay, so I'm life. saying, but we, even with that, even I'm with that, or the negatives. What I'm saying is that there are a lot of negatives that happen because Trump was president. I think that Trump was a he has a great business mind, and so in terms of that sense. We were doing well, but in terms of actual foreign policy and everything else, we were in hell. And I think that with Joe Biden, we're also in hell. I, at this point, don't feel like there are political candidates that really can do that well for us. Is you that, feel that we like, maintained like we or improved? Re, we need to revamp how, and I do think we need to revamp how we choose political party, like political candidates. I don't feel like, oh, just because I'm black, I should have to vote Democrat or I should have to vote this or have, I should have to vote that. But at the same time, I feel like to be like, okay, so let's just all go vote Republican. It's almost like that team who tries to rebel. And so we're going to go to the opposite side. No, we need to make a stern stance on we're only going to support anybody who gives us clear cut plans in which they're going to benefit us. Whatever. Agree. Agree. That, that's my stance. But no, no. Also, but, okay. Also, I honestly lost my train of thought. You can come back to me. All right. My my thing is this: a with the justices, we would say that Trump Trump was a, a, a in in terms of global or international stance. This was a less competent or less powerful leader in the eyes of our enemies and our friends throughout the nation. Like now, as we sit under this administration, we would say. People are they fear and respect this man more than the, the foreign president. Would you say that? No. I wouldn't say that. Would you say that the economy improved? Like what is the my, what is the things that you would say? That brought back this? my point of thought. I think that I do think, and this might be controversial, I do think that if Trump was president, this would have never happened. Only because the only reason Russia invaded Ukraine, I'm not supporting Russia invading Ukraine. I don't think that country should I should just put that out as a preface. I don't think countries should invade other countries. But I feel like us accepting them into NATO or trying to push that idea of accepting them into NATO and having our own military bases on Ukraine is what made Russia like, oh, now y'all playing with our body. Like, I really feel like that was the catalyst of what sparked. Because they were like, if you guys try to admit them into to NATO and try to put a military base, we will invade. We tested their gangster. They really invaded. I don't think Trump would have done that. 
Trump did not <laughs> fuck with foreign policy at all. And so by default, I really don't feel like this conflict would have happened, which doesn't help Joe Biden at all. Because it's like, not you taking us out of a pandemic to put us in a war. Right. It was funny, though, it's like, Cody is, he's, uh, it's easy to compare what somebody would like, just how we said it's easy to compare what Joe would have did for the COVID thing. I feel like we would have been in a different war if, if Trump was here. Well, we probably would be going at it with China by now. Like yeah, we no, probably, like, what, was, what was the war that occurred when he was there? It was just tension. It wasn't like a war happening, but it felt like we were building up to have an issue with somobody like shaking hands with uh, North Korea. Right? Like, okay, yeah, so, yeah. so so even with that, all I'm saying is as long as you can drill hard on both, I respect it. As yeah. long as you, you soft on both, I can respect it. What I'm saying is in our community, there is a half step, an inability to finish at the rim, the conclusion of what you should conclude. I'm saying during this presidency, you can say there's tensions. But as a general, as a, if you are the leader of any type of group, you want a person that makes people like nervous to make a move. That is a better leader in certain in, 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 in terms of war and, and defense of your country. In economics, there's actually observable. He did good. He did good in his time. So when we come up with this, all I'm saying is that all you have to do is come up with two to three things that you could say, we observe, we can obviously measure. Joe Biden has done better in these regards. I'm saying over time, I think even two years in, even when, I mean, other groups would say this is one of the worst presidencies. He has one of the lo- the lowest approval ratings of all time. However, still in the black community, we're still kind of like, man, but you know, that dude wouldn't have done much, but I'm like, it it ain't like a really that much of a question. It's kind of a the world is chosen. Yeah, he did better than this guy. But, uh, so I'm like, Cody, why, why like, does everybody come to I those conclusions? Like that comes from, but I feel like that comes from also the the point of like, if I have a serial killer who kills twenty people and one that kills ten, they still both serial killers. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's it's one evil party with two different names. Like we're not. I feel like. Joe Biden doing so bad is what allow people to look back in history and be like, maybe Trump wasn't that bad. The same way when Trump was here, people were saying, maybe Bush wasn't that bad. Like, it's a rewriting of history. No, he still did mad shit that was problematic. Thomas just hit me. And, and even with that, I want you guys to know what you just said was a perfect example. Let's say that in your interpretation of it, you view both, no matter what the uh, political leader is going to be, someone evil, someone corrupt, someone not working in your attention. Like you said, I don't believe you should align yourself with a party. I just say a couple of conservative things that people be like, oh, this man's probably I'm like, no, I'm just y- young, black, played sports, masculine, and I grew up in the South. So these ideas just so happen to align with the majority of the people in my area. But we ain't going to speak on that. What I'm going to try to say is this. If you do know that, if you knew that if the person, if two people are coming in and saying, I want the job, I've killed 10 people. I want the job, I've killed 25 people. You pick the lesser of the evils. And I'm saying at the time when they were going, I think one person was more, he wasn't seen that. He was just more competent, a little bit more intelligent. Now, if there was a young, bona fide uh, candidate who had good policy for health and stuff like that, like you, uh, you made the, the comments. He was um, a fan of t- t- uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi, what is her name? Yeah, so I'm familiar about Tulsi, that. Yeah. I want to say Tulsi Gabbard. He spoke on it in season one. I'm like, I looked at some of her policies. I agree with it. Yeah, yeah I do remember. She that, had yeah. some military experience. Strong, right. well spoken. She was willing to stand up on some woke topics. I can get down with that. She's a Democratic president, uh, uh, candidate, and I would vote for that. I'm saying this specific guy, 
Same amount of age, got caught saying some racist stuff back in the 90s and 80s when he was competent. You can go look at that. Black people were looking and ducking and dodging the obvious said, hey, if y'all don't vote for me, you ain't black. And people were ducking and dodging. And to this day, I'm like, y'all ducking and dodging the fact that it's just obvious he wasn't the better pick. I'm like, if we can't come to that conclusion in this period, when it is a little bit more extreme, you're never, you shouldn't expect to come to the conclusion when it's two well-spoken, young, handsome guys, that are above, then you're just going to pick what, what yeah, uh, is familiar. You know what I'm saying? So let me add to this. For one, let's start with the fact that Trump wrote checks that had to be cashed for the next person. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wrote some stuff out and the next person had to pay the price for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it came out their account. You know what I'm saying? After that happened. Like what? I'm saying, like, even what he gave out probably was something like it was a, a butterfly effect of like it. It's something that Joe Biden had to figure out because it was shit on his desk. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, like, specifically, what would be an example of that? Okay, so for example, all the money, all the money people are getting during the pandemic, all the pandemic, money, all the unemployment, that led to inflation. They knew that was going to catch up with us in the long run. It just didn't right. catch up to us during his presidency. But, like, but let me give you this. Thank you. But let me give you this. Let me give you this. Uh, it started two years ago. If you start the thing with a temporary idea, Keep in mind, I don't believe that Trump was pro. I want to shut it down. I did it because of the pressures of society. I don't think that he would have gone for two years with it. But maybe you guys have that example. Maybe you believe, yeah, he would have gone longer or the same amount of time. I don't, there's no reason for me to believe that. Let's just say that. Let's just say that is the case. At what point would you do you now hold the current uh, president like, hey, you're supposed to come and shut in, call it audible? And then if you believe that, are you saying we really won't know how he did? Until two years until the next presidential cycle, we won't know what Joe Biden did until the next president comes in. And in which case, if he's doing poor, we would say this is the residual effects of Joe Biden's decision. At what point can you evaluate basketball players for your contract? Do you evaluate that twenty games in? Do you evaluate that evaluate that seventy games? I would say that evaluation declined pretty much everything. I'm saying, but you really got to think about it. This not no regular president. He was coming out mad, like he was doing. Stuff in the capital, like you don't think he made some stuff difficult for the next person because he was upset that he was cheated out of his vote, like and and, and because of that, you would currently rank when it's all said and done. No, this, pre- no. this president should be no. I'm not I just, what is the conclusion? I just want to also add that, like, I think black people are more considerate of the Republican Party than ever before. Like, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm why? saying, like, I know why, though. <laughs> I know why. Exactly. exactly about this one. What I'm trying to say is, it, it, I, I speak the way I speak because I believe that a true truth is kind of stagnant to a certain degree. Like you, mm-hmm. you know the truth. There will be trends that go up and down. I'm saying there may be a time period when we raising kids that truly black people pick political parties like flimsy, like like white people, like what what aligns with your value. In which case, you have to answer in a more observable, measurable way. Why right now, right. I think we damn near married to one party. Me just saying this, there's a couple people like, yo, sweet. Wow, But don't you feel... Me, they got to whisper like, bro, I kind of... Don't you feel like, like you gotta Joe Biden was needed because of that? Like, if, if Trump served again, then you wouldn't have that type of thought process being cooked up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Joe Biden was still needed for the country. We still needed to realize, look, we can't just vote for anybody. We need to get these old folks out of here. 
and bring in some new people. It doesn't matter what side they're on. But if Trump would have stayed, then they would have stayed the same way. Like it would I also still think be that like, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like we could say that now that we're in the situation true. with Joe Biden. But in the time, as somebody who was a vice president for eight years, or somebody who was in politics for over forty years, like people just like, expected him to have more experience. The two people apply for a job, and one was like the senior executive at one country, at uh, one company, is applying for something. You expect them to have more experience and get garner you better results than somebody right. who has never worked a day in their life in finance. Like it's just one of those things, and he really dropped the ball. Then yeah. I just like, I, I don't think I don't think I, I feel like original elections. I feel like somebody could be a terrible president speeches. and Trump still be problematic as fuck and not somebody I want to be president either. Like no no no, but I, I think one was. I think one was less uh, even in the uh, the elections or the debates. I think he was his answers were less effective. Like some of the promises that that got him the, uh, voted initially are things that I say these are interesting promises for a large group of people to even believe. Like the college debt idea to me is with a, a decent understanding of economics and the way schools go. It was just hard for me to believe that on face value. I know some people would be like, "Well, why wouldn't you?" I'm like. It, it it seems like it would collapse all of college. It, would, it collapsed them if we just all of a sudden just got rid of everybody. I, it didn't even seem like a feasible idea. I see like a lot of the things seem like pandering or just saying things that sound cute. I'm like, ultimately, even if we want to improve from that, we have to eventually start looking at. Answer me this one question, though. Once you finish, go ahead. Eventually, we just have to start looking at what is the real reason why we do it? What is the real reason why we are inclined to defend it more? What is the real reason also in the black community? Why do you think everybody is starting to sway that way? I think even when you guys say, oh, well, he was wild, I'm thinking there's a lot, especially black men that feel, hey, I actually do prefer a strong man keeping it a buck to a guy that I think is lying and he ain't affected. And I don't think everybody concludes that, oh, he was just, all the time he was saying he was just a tyrant, he was trying to kill her. I'm like, I don't think every, I think it's people just like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. I think they clear it up and like, yo, maybe, you know, maybe we hiked it up a little bit. Maybe he was effective in it. Like, I just believe we have to really look, what was the reason that we were even willing to to do, to go this route? Like, I, I don't, you know. One question, just one question. It's a yes or no. It's two questions, actually. Do you feel like, you said, just to confirm what your thought process is, is that the country is better off when nobody's married to a party is that right absolutely. or wrong? Yes. Absolutely. So do you feel accountable. If I could leave you, you feel right. right. Do you feel like people would be more likely or less likely to be married to a party if Trump stayed and Biden did not win? Do you feel like where we're at, right, the progress we have made about people being separated from a party would have been gained if Trump stayed another term? No. 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 It took no, Trump leaving or having Biden. So the country is better off because Biden did poorly. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I guess you can say that. Okay. So that's what we had to vote for. This we needed this. That's so weird. I mean, like you bet you what you're saying is that but through his losing, that's like, that's like saying we needed this bad coach. To, right. to, to, to prove to us we need a good coach. Yes. I'm like, I get what you're saying, but I'm like, yeah, that's you know, really right. change my stance. Or I, I we had saying, to like, choose, that's insightful. If we had that. to choose between two bad coaches, we let's not even put a number of kills on it. Two bad coaches, they both bad, they're gonna do bad things. One is gonna mess up the defense and one gonna mess up the offense. 
If we had two well, one bags, he was not one of the state champs in the grand scheme of all the presidents exactly. the United States has had. He is not one of the, maybe he got us to some damn playoffs the first round, right. And even this, even this, I want to ask this, I just ask this, and, and maybe the listeners can listen to this, and you guys tell me what you think. Outside, like if we were to take just the 13% of the African American community, throw them out the country. Now we're just going Asian, Hispanic, white. Asian, Hispanic, white. No, they're not out the country, but they're, oh Lord, you guys. Anyway, we take these groups. With this group, with these groups, would they vote, uh, would they vote favorably for Donald Trump in the ranking of president? Is he in the bottom five or is he in the upper echelon? Like, is he going to be a for his second term no i'm saying just it, what he did in the past like what do you think people get, can view him equally as negative like if we're, if we're gonna put a normal distribution chart let's say that black people see him at the lowest the lower end of the it is everybody seeing it like that do you think that this is our, our universal opinion or do you feel like it's actually entrenched in our culture i don't think that black people see him as the lowest I think that we just are very uniform and voting Democrat. But I don't think that we see him as the lowest. I would say that white women would see him, like white mm-hmm. feminist women would see him. The as LGBTQ like the community probably. Black I feel like we, just, we crack I, jokes and we're like, yo, this is trash. But I feel like black people are just hypersensitive to against it. Black people are just hypersensitive to racism. I'm sorry. Yeah. Black people are just racism. And I think the Republican Party exudes more racism out the than the Democratic Party does. Therefore, we're more inclined to vote. Uh, and I agree. I, I just think sometimes just being people just saying what they feel is damn near racism. It ain't even, it's just any man, any person of a different race who is just not cowering to every little opinion or public trend is like considered racist. I'm like, all right, I'm like when I look. I mean, I'm, you gotta understand. I'm actually researching. Like, you can YouTube his racist moments. I'm like, all right, like, it just it ain't it ain't moving me. Like he was laughing at it. <laughs> some of it is funny. It's not moving. It's not. It's not it ain't no, hey, it ain't no Bull Connor. It ain't no. It ain't no. What's that dude? The Neil get the, the the actor that said, "Man, if I saw I, I see, he raped that woman, I just want to kill any nigga that." Yeah, there's a, a, a white man who said, "Oh man, I, person who." Because after uh, my sister got raped or whatever, I just wanted to go out there and kill any black dude or whatever. That's a form of true racism. Or yeah, I saw a video of a Dominican woman who uh, rejected a dark-skinned doll from her for her granddaughter. That's an example of real racism. I'm like, we in a moment where people, they see a, 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 a kid's performer in a suit not wave at a black child. And they're like, oh, this is racist. I'm like, okay, never mind. Y'all, y'all getting to... Y'all getting too sensitive to looking for me. I'm not, I'm not. I just don't believe that men should even be engaging in. I'm like, oh, after a certain point, it's like you you have a responsibility to calm down the community. Like that's something that kids should be. Even, Nuh-uh. Why she ain't waving me? She waving all the white kids. Why she? Ain't I'm like, I don't care. It's SpongeBob. It's your birthday. Who cares? Go move on. Like all of those little things. I'm like, I, I just. It's too minuscule of something that I think we should be focusing our attention to. But I mean, I get it. I get some. Some of it is somewhat shock worthy or offensive, but it, it just ain't significant to me. But let's get to this last one. I just want to get to this last point. Twenty One Savage. <laughs> Twenty One Savage makes a tweet that goes viral. 
uh, demanding that people put the guns down after uh, a trend of recent violent shootings in in the Atlanta area. You gotta say it in his voice, like put, uh, the, put the gun down, y'all. Yo, y'all gotta put the gun down. Put y'all, the hey, gun put the down. gun down. <laughs> nah, for real, put the gun down. Put the gun down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, but yeah, just want to get you guys a reaction to that. A lot of people felt as though. You're a person that has a lot of violent music. Why are you saying something like that? And a lot of people feel as though, why isn't why why is a a, a trap rapper not allowed to say things like that if they do good things in the community? If anybody knows, he does do back to school bashes. He does try to educate people on ways to uh, make more money and things of that nature. So, you know, what's your what? How do you feel on it? Do you feel like he should be held? accountable for his lyrics and you feel like no that's entertainment he's still a good guy outside of it you know what's your what's your take what's the disregard when he's done his past people can change right that's what we know people can re- rehabilitate people can see things going on in their environment and take on a new lead right we see that daily so forget his past now if the next song he drops has something dealing with I'm carrying my spit Got a hundred round drum, took his top off. Right. If it says anything like that, now I have a problem. At this point in time, 21, you're doing a great job. I'm standing ovation. Thank you for finally stepping up for the hood because we need it. We need men like you. We really do. Interesting. <laughs> I want to hear from her. Like, what, what do you have on that? Because I know New York is drilling right now. Like, first of all, so. don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> we in the party. <laughs> I just think of a deep, a deep, just. Ah, ah. And in the yard, that's all I think about. Like, I, I can't even. You know, I'm sturdy. Yo, 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 man. We don't sound like that, so don't do that. But, anyways, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, okay. I think people are allowed to evolve. I think people are allowed to change. Um, I I do. We have this saying. It's like, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Meaning that when you do good deeds or when you do something, do it for the sake of Allah, like do it for the sake of God, like not to clout chase or to show. But at the same time, I do understand the, the kind of mental logic of, especially when the part that threw me off. Of, let me go back. The part that threw me off in the video is when he was like, okay, but if I was rapping about you know, feeding the homeless. And if I was wrapping up this down a third, how I'm going to feed my family. That's not what sells. I'm like, so you know you're cognizant of the things you're putting out because it's making you money. Correct. You know what I right. mean? And that for me is the problem because like you're telling people to put the guns down, but you also know that you can go in that booth and rap about shooting people up because it's going to make you money. If it was really about what you're talking about, then yes, obviously we don't want you to just do turkey drives and back to school drives for clout, but you should promote those things and make it cool because you do set trends. You are a celebrity. If they see you doing these good things, it could encourage them to do it as well. But if the only time they see you talk is you talking about you going to spin the block twice like you're looking for parking, that's a problem because mm-hmm. that's what they want to emulate and they want to emulate it because it's what they see of you. You're so right that's you're hitting on the issue with evil running rampant in the capitalist system, right? Like, right. People are evil, so we're selfish, and it's capitalism, so we want to get all the money that we can, no matter what it means for me, myself, and my image. He really could not be about this. We know that he's about that life, but he could really not be about that life and singing about it, and he's selling records, and he knows that. He admitted to it, right? That's the big issue. People going against their morals to make a check. 
every single day. I want to just first first off, I know people could change, but there's been a lot of moments I was in a kickback and slaughter game coming on was making things hot for like you know what I'm saying it was kind of making things tense in the room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, like maybe I should. It's that spirit. Here. It's that spirit. <laughs> so it's like I know people can change, but I feel like he's trying to do a what's it called a more public version of that now. You know what I'm saying? But he's not quite putting that conversation down in his music. So it's like because he's. I know he's trying to be versatile. He, I give him that. He's being more versatile now. He's rapping about his feelings. He's doing the slut walk. He did all of some different things. But I feel like he still returns to that after that was kind of slow. Like, it felt like it didn't buzz the same. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, then at the end of it, it's almost greed. Because the most regular person is not going to make a million in their lifetime. You done made some already. So it's like, if you wanted to, you could really, like, Figure out how to work that out and not do it again. But right. you like, I gotta keep getting this million back. Can't do it now. We can't say nothing to the poor people. Right. We can't say nothing to the nine to five, fifty thousand, seventy thousand dollars a year dudes. If if our uh, ten million, they like, man, let me just put ten more million up, and right. then I'm gonna get right. You got to have a certain. But you said something that I feel like speaks to something, an idea that I've been spoken about, but I just want to kind of like organize it. The opportunity cost of character, to me. We have like an issue in our generation of understanding there is an opportunity cost of everybody's character. If you are a person who promotes that I work out consistently, it's one of the highest priorities. The negatives of it is that people may perceive you as overly uh, concerned with physical appearance. It may or may not be true, but it is the opportunity cost of your character. The positive is that people see you as disciplined. They might think you sexy, but they might also have this judgment of you. If you are a person who is always in designer or are very fashionable, very up in, in, in fashion, sometimes people will make the assumption that you're not that deep. You're not that spiritual. Now, there's plenty of people who are in religion that love uh, they, they purses and they sneakers and all that. But is the opportunity cost of that? As I go and I tell everybody, hey, y'all got to watch on some of this hip hop music. Watch how you talking. Hey, go ahead and get married. Chill out. Blah, blah, blah. The opportunity cost is that some dudes make me. Hey, you a cool you Uncle Tom, you know what I'm saying? You're old, old head, blase, blase. You're disrespectful towards black culture. Some people, and the, the, the benefits of it is some people be like, you're mature. You're a good leader. You're willing to stand on what we believe is right, so we're going to rob behind you. Everybody, I don't care who you are, whatever choice you choose and how you move, how quiet you are, how smart you are, how many books you read, what clothes you wear, what music you listen to, there is going to be a response to that. You date a white girl, we got something for you. You date too many dudes that got money, we got something for you. You date quarterbacks and college athletes, you're a clout chaser. You date dorks, you lame. You hang with these girls, you fly. You hang with these girls, you a hoe. You hang with these guys, you tough. You hang with these guys, you're intelligent. Like, who cares? What a rapper chooses, the only difference between them is that they have more control over the way they're perceived in their music than a person has over the way they're perceived in their life. If I'm broke, I can't help that. I can only put $5 on my tank. They, you get to choose. It's a producer that's on the beat. You say, you want to talk about love on this track? You want to talk about partying? You want to talk about smoking? Are you talking about like killing some people? You write your bars, check in, maybe have to do 20 times before you get the song done. And you come to the conclusion that this is the message I want to put out. Don't don't come to us when it's time to get serious and do grown man and be positive and blah, blah, blah. But if we got a party and turn up, we calling you. 
You're going to be able to film a, a, a million to come to the club tonight. That's cool. Enjoy your riches. The only problem is that when it's time to get serious, you wait. Oh, the gangster rapper, y'all wait outside. The doctors, the, uh, the CEOs of the nonprofit organizations. We're gonna J. Coles. Yeah, J. Coles, we're going to meet in here. So uh, you know, not as much right. Exactly. But that's killing mics. Y'all exactly. come on. And, Kendrick, and that's, that's real, too. Say Let's again? talk about it. It's 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 an easy meal to talk about spinning the block and killing people. Not everybody can be a Kendrick and a J. Cole. A Kendrick mm-hmm. and a J. Cole actually takes talent. It takes Correct. being able to story tell. It takes yeah. being able to have a cadence and a bar and a flow. Correct. A lot of niggas don't have that. And so, Correct. and that's not to come for 21 Savage, but just in general, a lot of niggas don't have that. And so what's easy? Getting a really nice beat that people like and talking about some hood shit. And so it, it just comes to the point where it's like, if you notice how you're making your millions and at the end of the day, you have to stick to that because that's the only way you're going to keep the clout and the success that you have. I don't want to hear you speak on these topics because you're counterproductive. Correct. Right. And if you really that dude, you can make it cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can you can make it pop. And the thing is, what she said and what Vontae said, the truth is there there's many men who, who benefit so much from toughness, mm-hmm. from an association with street life. That people start to believe, oh, this person could do it without it. No. To be intelligent, to be funny without cuss words is very difficult. To get girls and not be associated with guns or any type of like a a stream wild lifestyle is actually you have to go towards a woman that does not value that. And that may mean she might not be at the club as often. You might have to know a certain uh, literature. You might have to travel a little bit. You might have to go on a polo every once in a while to rock with these people. The negatives is that a couple of more guys are not as fearful of you. There's an opportunity cost of these. And and I think so many people, what they invest in is the benefits of young man energy. Things, But they don't think or it's hard for them to imagine. And we spoke about this with one of our guests, Blue. It's hard for them to imagine, hey, you know, I'll actually be 35, 45, 55, 65. I'll be an older man. I'll be going places and people like, get out of here, old head. I'll be going places and people are cussing around me or getting a little loud and raunchy. And you must think, hmm, what 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 can I even say if when I was a young guy, I was a wild or, or and like rambunctious and promoting the wrong You can't say anything. The only thing you can do is adapt and kind of play like the cool uncle role. I think too many people play the cool uncle role right, by not passing any judgmental. I mean, not any judgment on anything. All you're doing is cool to people. And then eventually you just become spineless. People are like, I can't even respect that. I think the same thing of the, the female translation of this might be like hypersexuality. There's going to be girls that show a little more booty, a little more twerking. You need to understand you will get invited to the party. You will get a little more money. You are going to get some attention. The negatives are when you're 35, 45, 55, you might not be respected by the mom's club, by the nurses and the doctors and these women that feel like they had to grind their way and they had the beauty, had the body, but said, no, I'm going to be a little bit more modest with it. They may not respect you. Me personally, I don't mind that. I think those women earn their respect. You earn your respect. When you go to the club, they might be like, oh, it's so straight. You know what I'm saying? They might still like you, but you just don't earn the same respect that would make you a leader of women respected amongst your community. Maybe not that. You have to choose what you want. And I think with him and many gangster rappers, this is a big thing in the black community. It's like, you think you can just wild off for 15 years and then just retire and you... Right, and give advice. Yeah, you're not a coach saving. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? You're not a, you're not a figure that is considered serious and disciplined. You are associated 
with strippers and, and gas and guns. You it, you got to recreate yourself to a certain degree. But so I'm gonna put my foot down and say I think everybody has a role to play in the in the good of society. Even if you've done bad, you have a role to play in creating the good out of society, right? Jordan Belfort uh, conned people out of millions, billions of dollars, right? Today he is speaking at colleges, uh, giving certain, uh, seminars, right? Um, there's people who are in jail getting rehabilitated right now. 21 Savage is a person who has done bad in his life, right? But if he chooses to do good for this scenario, we can't turn him away and say, nah, bro, we don't need your good to be done right here in this moment. We don't need it right here. We understand you got an influence and that people would listen to you, but we don't need you to be good in this moment. Let's go to, to Robert Smith, the richest black man in, the, in America, but a lot of people don't know his name, right? Let's go to him for the influence. Chances are Robert Smith isn't going to reach the people that you need to reach that 21 Savage can reach, right? If you're trying to fix something, you got to go to the people who are who have been part of that issue. And if you can get them on your side to fixing that issue, that's exactly where you need to be. Everybody's got a role to play. So, you can't we're, not saying, we're not saying don't do good. We're saying it's actually be about it with that action publicly. That's mm, what we're saying. Pretty I much agree with that. So like I'm saying with his like, next song. You have to stand for something. And right. if you're going to stand for doing good, then actually like put action behind that like show the people that follow you and that are associating you with those crimes that are and are doing it because they listen to your music whether it's one percent 13 percent 10 percent it was enough that you said something so like put action behind it that's all i'm saying yeah a tweet ain't gonna get it done somebody who's known to beat up their wife and then be like yo this men are really wilding out in these streets hitting their wives y'all need to chill out it's like huh like you have to no, I, I think to, to reply to Tommy, because I got that reply in my story when I made comments about it. My thing is people simplify the situation to make it seem silly. So what they interpret us saying that is, is you, you give no forgiveness or you allow no one entry back into the good graces. What I would say is that everybody needs to learn. Anybody can give good graces. The, the crime determines how long it takes to get in good graces and you have to have consistent effort. It's the equivalent of the man who cheats on his wife a lot. He says, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Every man knows if you've ever got a situation like that. Oh, yeah, you got at least a year of doghouse. You got a couple years of her being a little stiff, not hugging as much, kissing weird. kind of. Mm, you got to fight through that. You don't just come in the next day like, hey, I said I stopped. Chill. <laughs> and that is what a lot of people are saying. Oh, well, you, I'm like, that would be the equivalent of Jordan Belfort in the 80s. He still robbing the people. And you're like, hey, everybody, uh, join my class. I can teach y'all how to make money. Yeah, the negative is because you're still in the mix. But, but if you went to prison, served your time, it's 15 years later, the movie come out, and then you come back and say, look, I messed up, but I'm going to make money a different way. Watch me get it a different bag. So Which he does be. Beyond Scared Straight. Beyond Scared Straight, what about it? Beyond Scared Straight, you're taking children into the midst of to see, hey, if you keep going down with that, this is what you're going to be in. But they're not valued in that type of rehabilitation. There's value in when you show people the negatives of your stuff. Now, so what, I'm what I'm saying is that this. Gangster rappers being rich, having many women want them, jewelry, cars, clothes, and fame. They're not in the fire. Now, if you in the prison cell and you say, bro, we got to put the guns down, bro. When I was when I was in this, it, it really you see what it comes to. Yeah, that shows people something. But, it would, but then what it goes back to is what you said before. That doesn't reach people. I argue that I said this when we were talking to Blue and Light. A lot of people, especially in the black community, have gotten addicted to this. Meet them where they're at. And I don't I think that some people have forgotten that there's a minimal baseline of evil, goofiness. 
and just ignorance in every room that you cannot meet them. You actually just have to shame that off the jump. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's always an Italian, white, black, Russian, Chinese. It's some young boys, teenage age, that just want to fight and beat up people. You can't come and be like, you, we shouldn't always wait for the dude that, hey, man, I used to beat up people back in 99. Trust me, you don't want this life. No, off the jump, all of us are like, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're evil. Shame, just, shame it immediately, immediately. Like, something you can't beat them where they at. Now, a place where you can meet them where they at, I would say, is maybe a, a, a man or woman who dates in an unhealthy man. You can meet them and be like, listen, you can have fun, but you also have to respect yourselves. You know, that's a meet where not violence, not gang life, not drug selling that kills me. We can't get there. We can't, there ain't no way. There's nothing we can do to touch that. It's the equivalence of like in the movie when you see the, the drug dealer that got the big car, like, nah, go to school. Like, I want to go where you going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, sir. Is 21 thriving though, or is he about to get caught up in a Rico? Like, He's thriving as of now. I don't know about the Rico stuff. Man. I see what you're saying, Thomas, but That's what I'm, saying. I'm saying, but they also make struggle feel cool too. Like, like I don't lost so many homies. Like, and it's like I know that's not good, but they're like, I don't lost so many homies, but I'm up. No, so it's like they could feel like they could be up too. I wish they was with these bitches with me. Uh, they, I wish they could see that. Hey, like, like. Shake your ass for Trey. Shake your ass for Trey. He would have liked that. Yo, yo, dumb, I miss my boy. That ain't the same. You know what I'm saying? And everybody right. like, man, they just trying to send their money, but they just telling about, about the life that they live in. I'm like, hey, believe it or not, because of the internet, we know the life you live in. We can look up YouTube, any ghetto, any city. There's a group that is going to show us. We can look at 90s, 2000s. They'll exemplify it. You go, give me some bars about some women. Give me some bars about clothes, your everyday life. Give me some bars that take skill and creativity, and then we'll we'll, we'll take them there. But if you just gonna go straight things that are, I'm like, you gotta be willing to say, hey, you know, I love the people, but I did plant some poison for about eight years in the people's heads and kind of messed up some young dude, blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't ignore the fact that you do. And then some people make the example or comparison to actors. And I'm like, actors. A person it's that's a in the move, yeah, they're in a role for two hours. I mean, Kendrick did say that though, like how Tyler Perry is showing the violence of black community just as much as the, the rappers. I don't think that Tyler Perry. Violence. I want to say it's violence. Tyler Perry showing domestic violence scenes where the woman ends up finding a good man is compared to people dropping straight murder right. mixtapes and drive-by anthems. It's going towards your drags, your drags. What, you tell me what you're saying. No, like Tyler Perry is a marriage correct? Okay, yeah, that's that's a different topic. But I'm like, I don't, like, it's just not violence. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't believe. Really but it's apples and oranges. It's not the same. What apples and oranges. Him doing whatever he does with his like movies is not the same as somebody who actually committed drive-bys. Or, like, but the fruit is poison to the community. The fruit is poison to the community. Whether the poison is. Uh, sexual poison, or whether the poison is actual violence as the poison, right? It's poison but that, no, no, no. The equivalent would be Tyler Perry turning around and being like, "Yeah, men don't need to do comedy dressed as women." That would correct. Be he's talking against something that he directly does. A trap, a trap star saying, "Put the guns down." Is the best example would be a porn star preaching abstinence. It's like I guess it's entertainment. <laughs> I guess it's technically not. They're not in love with the person. They're making up the scenes, but 
you gotta step away from the game they like, porn. You know this work? This ain't real. Right. You gotta step away <laughs> from the game of porn before you can go coach girls up about assonance. And honestly, there may be a group of mo- moms and women and mothers that say, ah, actually, Tiffany, we, we kind of, we want, we gonna have Stacy do the talk with the kid. We want she got to post like a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, we gonna we gonna have you. We appreciate you. We appreciate the cupcakes. We appreciate the cup. But we gonna have Stacy lead this discussion. And if you have any tips, you wouldn't just have a, you wouldn't have a porn star in front of high school girls like yo. Hold on now, to be classy, pull your pants up. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you out here acting like a slut. <laughs> like, how can she even have that discussion? How could, how could a dude who's doing trap music? How can he be like, bro? Y'all just killing people like endlessly. That shit's stupid. <laughs> like, hey, what you mean it's stupid? What you mean it's stupid, bro? Like, you that nigga try like I ain't knowing one of them rapping niggas, and then hop on the live and be like, it's just entertainment. I'm like. If, it feels like it's not, but I get it. I, I get what not, you're saying. They're saying I just rap about what I live and what I experienced. Oh, so this is so this is based on a true story. You know when they put in the movie, like so that's that's what that is. Precisely. That's, that's, that's reality TV, but making music. <laughs> this 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 uh this uh, command to society should have came with a declaration, right? Apology. Right. That could have like he was like, "Yo, I'm changing it around." Like I see what I did to the community. I'm changing that. Put the guns down. But he just like put the gun down, y'all. Y'all see, I'm trying to make a track right now. Like put the gun. I'm in the studio and niggas shooting outside. Like, bro, we can't even finish the mixtape because y'all shooting outside. Stop shooting. We appreciate this discussion with our guests. We appreciate your insight and making time to uh, speak to us. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say before we uh, close out? A perspective of the week. Perspective of the week. Anything you learned, any insight, any advice to the listener? We could start off and then you can have time some, some time to think. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my perspective of the week, it's been crazy, man. It's crazy in the school system right now. I just, I'll, I'll say it's a simple perspective of the week, but in certain situations, you got to do the best you can and go home and clock the fuck out. And that's it. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, for me, I would say uh, I, I posted a, a tweet on my story about the bare minimum. It, or, and then, you know, a couple of people are battling like, no, that's not the bare minimum. Whatever. I just say appreciate the small things question what you view as normal or regular and your partners and your friends and your job and your everyday life really look at the little the small thing you're able to get a cup of coffee in the morning you got gas in your car your tires are straight you walking okay you breathing through your nostrils it's not clogged up because of allergies whatever the case may be be very positive and thankful for the bare minimum things the bare minimum luxuries that you may have in your day-to-day life Amen. Um, my perspective of the week is uh, questioning beliefs. Man. Um, a lot of times we react on a day-to-day basis based on the things that we believe, whether it's good or bad. Right? We have a certain belief and then an action happens. We believe that something should have occurred the way that it was supposed to, and it did it, right? So then we get angry or we get happy, right? Um, but we really need to take a step back and evaluate the situation and evaluate why we believe that something should happen the way it did. 
that's the only we only way that we can get better. That's the only way that we improve as people. So question your beliefs, man. Question everything. Wow. I guess mine would be express empathy, but move with logic. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people like just because you feel some like you feel some type of way or whatever the case may be doesn't mean that that's logistically what's happening. I know perception can be reality, but there also is a definite reality. So I think that people should take a deep breath, move with logic, but still have empathy. What do they say about assumers? Make that ass yeah, out of you, you and me. me. Yeah. That is so true. We appreciate it. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and TikTok at pjunkiespodcast.com. I just added pjunkiespodcast.com. We do that hey. on the website. But yeah, follow us at pjunkiespodcast. Make sure you guys have a good, good day. We are out. Peace. <laughs>